This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I am really, really bored climbing the walls, I'm walking around my bedroom, I'm even now dressing up in a suit as I play football manager when we reach cup finals. Every time we score a goal, I rip my shirt off and wave it around my head like a a madman possessed. What do you mean I am a madman possessed? Well, obviously, I'm talking to myself. Let's bring in two other people who can bring some realities back to this podcast before you uh, turn off. I've got one important question for Cam Felton. Cam, what time is it? It is the happiest time of the week. And Nathan Edge, what time is that? It's three o'clock on a Saturday. Yes, it's Saturday, it's three o'clock. It's the happiest time of the week and this is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield Matters. I'm going to let you into a little bit of secret before we start the uh, before we start the intro bed. It's Saturday the 21st of March, still, as we're recording this. This morning, first thing, we recorded an episode with Louis Briscoe, which you would have heard two maybe three weeks ago depending on when we put this out and then we had the idea to record the ultimate team so now we were driving back to Nathan's house we were drop him off and then I don't know who said it but someone came up with an idea and all of a sudden half an hour later we're back at mine back in the studio and here we are ready to record another podcast whose idea was it who is to blame for this Saturday afternoon madness I could be a football manager right now I think it was just a accumulation of ideas it was a conversation wasn't yeah, it and here it we just... are when we go off on a tangent we've done it literally in a journey this time yeah. ended up back at the studio we have absolutely one day we'll pay for this but hopefully it is bringing you guys the content you want and bringing you guys uh, some smiles on these Saturday afternoons without football without further ado let's play the intro and let you know what today's show is all about by being determined enough to bring you content-ish every single Saturday, probably, until the football season returns at three o'clock because it is the best time of the week. My name, for those who don't know, and if you don't know and you're just joining us, hello, welcome, how are you? Are you well? Glad you're well. It's Craig Priest alongside me, uh, two of my uh, two of my friends, acquaintances. Oh, friends now. People I know. Uh, Nathan Edge and Cam Felton, how are we? I won't say fans, friends, it's just quarantine pals. Quarantine pals. Uh, At the moment, as we stand, let's bring you up to date with this, because one, we don't know when this is actually going to go out, so it might not make sense. And two, we don't know if this is going to go out at all. I think we will hear it at some point. Imagine if we're recording all these episodes and we don't need to. We'll... We will hear them at some point. I'll be very surprised that happens. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, so, at the moment, um, it's very important to say that by the time this, go, this goes out, it will probably be towards the end of March, maybe even into April when this goes uh, when this goes out, maybe even towards May 
by the time this goes out. Um, so we don't currently know what the situation is. We could, as a country, be in complete lockdown. Uh, we could be in isolation. We might be subject to a curfew. Anything could happen. At the moment, we are literally making the most of being able to, to be out. It's very important to say that on the 21st of March at 1.57pm, None of us have symptoms of coronavirus. None of us have been around anybody with any symptoms of coronavirus. We are all absolutely fine. None of us are in self-isolation. I'm working from home due to the One Call Stadium being currently closed. Nathan's still operating his business and Cam is Cam. What is the point of today's episode then, Nathan? Remind us of the conversation that we were having and enlighten our lovely listeners on why we are doing this podcast, which is a name we need to come up with, something to do with... Uh, matches that matter rival special should we go with that yeah it's not bad thank you Nathan take it away yeah so obviously we are determined to bring you content but obviously as we have no new content as the season is currently suspended for now we are going back through the years and going over our best memories and all sorts of things like that so uh, in the car we was uh, reminiscing a little bit talking about our favourite games and a lot of games that came up happened to be ones where we were talking against rivals so we thought what a great opportunity to for all of us to come together and celebrate or actually cry about those days absolutely and one thing which is key in these times obviously we're missing football but this season in particular we've missed rivals because Notts County and Chesterfield are both in the conference oh, that's a shame <laughs> shame, shame. Um, uh, so obviously we, we haven't really got any local derbies as such to, to speak about um, obviously Lincoln which people do some for some reason class as a local derby in League One having got promoted last season um, so no real derby day type atmospheres and I, I for one even when football was back was definitely missing those what about you guys yeah the, you you don't get the same passion as you do on a derby day you think um we'll, we'll, we'll come across this a little bit later on but you think back to the uh chestfield home game uh the season that they went down it was the the 2-2 draw and we, we did our charity walk um mm. we got that sense of the, the excitement and the build-up before anybody else because we were up and early and we had a chance to talk to all the people we had a chance to talk to other fans already uh, before getting to the ground or getting on social media because we we left Chesterfield at 6am was it 6 7am yeah too so, early is when we left Chesterfield for you yeah maybe um but we had the chance to talk about it before that so we had we got the build up already and this season's just like well, what do you do now you talk about the team when it comes out and it's about it there's you don't get that anticipation of, of the game. First and foremost, then, for you, Nathan, what makes Derby Day special? Um, and in particular, which Derby Day? Do you <clears throat> do you prioritise one over the other? Yeah, I think your biggest one's always going to be... The, I mean, there's different ways of looking at it. You've got the Chesterfield one, which is obviously... That's a fierce rifle. That's basically... You hate each other. So... Um, you know, you've got different categories of where you put in the rivalry. You've got the Notts County, which is you don't really hate each other. That's more bantery, and obviously you've got the big aspect of, especially the away games. We we take massive crowds, don't we? That sometimes we take more away than we actually get at home for a lot of the the, the tensors, which is a bit annoying. But also, when those games do come around, it's something to look forward to, and everyone makes a you know makes a day of it. Um, so you you got two sort of different rivalries there, but they're both good in their own ways, and especially uh, when you come out come out of the, the the you know the end of it with a with a victory or or or, or a good draw, um, you know it's, it's things that you always remember, especially when you've got the atmosphere and things like that with it. For, for myself as a blind supporter, I just I love those games because you just it's the energy in the ground, it makes it more of a, a spectacle for me. 
I don't know why, you always seem to enjoy the heated rivalries more. Because you look at Notts County and it's just a distant rivalry. Whereas Chesterfield, it's it's pure hatred of each other. It's it's down to politics, actually. Or down, back down to the, the old miners stuff. And it, it literally is just pure hatred of each other. And you look at some other derbies around the country and it's like, ah, there's nothing, well, whatever. The same you look like you look at the main derbies in this country, like you you look at like Derby and Forest, and it's it's literally just the distance between them, how close they are. Whereas you look at Chesterfield and Stags, and they are physically just pure hatred for each other. I'm going to ask you now then to pick Nathan Edge, a Derby day which is the standout Derby day for you. What would you say? Which Derby day would you say is? Uh, the Derby Day, which has stood out the most, and, oh, and why? There's so many. There's the three that are right up there for me. But um, I'm going to go back to when I was a lot younger, and I, I probably don't even get the full appreciation of it because I was that young at the time. I would have been six or seven, I think it was. Uh, so right back when I first started, you know, having season tickets and things like that. But it would have been Chesterfield away in 2001. Uh, which was the two-one victory, just because of how everything unfolded through that, and we were we were big underdogs that game. Obviously, um, you know, newly promoted to this to the to the league. Uh, that was that was League One or Division Two. I think it might have been called back then. So that game, the way we won it, there was you know with Shane Bradley getting sent off um, under under those circumstances and. The, the late winner I, I just remember I was for some reason I wasn't even sat with my dad I was with my, my uncle Tony for some reason um, he, he literally threw me in the air and I don't know how I didn't die that day to be honest but uh, <laughs> the whole emotion it's just that's probably if I go back to as far back as I can remember as a football match that is my first memory of a game and uh, and, and what a game it was Cam Felton your Derby Day highlight uh it's going to be another Chesterfield one. I reckon it's going to, going to have to be the the one nil away win. It's the first. Well, it was the first time I'd ever been to the to the semi pro act, um, and well, first time I'd seen a, a Stags game there. Anyway, I'd worked there before, and uh, when you're filling out your away end plus the extra that we was given as well on that side stand, and. Uh, just the atmosphere you could feel the buzz everyone was piling on the on the buses from Mansfield and you you got that sense of the of of what the day meant before you'd even got close to Chesterfield you could feel the the buzz on the buses and is this um, a Sir Malvin or Sir, Sir Calvin game you said one oh, that's, no, that's a great oh, yes, time. ring the bell ring the pot ring the bell this that's a great name for the the episode is it Sir Malvin or Sir Calvin uh, it's the Sir Mal one. Um, I should have mentioned that. Um, so yeah, it, you, you could just feel the buzz, the chanting, and the singing on the buses. You, by the time you got to Chesterfield, you were really pumped for the game, and then uh, just to get into the ground, and then for Sir Mal to to pop up when he did and and, and get the goal. It, it's just pure elation, and the scenes in the away end just it was just mental. And after the game as well, walking back to the back to the town centre and it was just scraps everywhere and fans just going at each other. It, it was just entertaining. It was just a brilliant day in general. For me, I think Derby days are, are great, but I'm actually not a massive fan of them, to be honest, and this is probably controversial with a lot of them because there is, a, a, it's fair to say, a, a small percentage of supporters who come out 
who have n- never been to a game for they go to one or two games a season it's just those games and they come out just to you know go and get drunk and, and have a fight and yeah I suppose that's it for some that's what Derby Day is about but for me it's about playing football and, and getting one over your rivals which is why one of my favourite Derby Days I've got two which stick in my mind um, one I wasn't there for which really really frustrated me was when we beat Notts County 5-0 um, I was working as a radio producer at the time um, so obviously I was able to hear all the noise of the crowd coming down the line and all the goals and everything which was a, a great feeling but when you're not there it really irritates you which is why uh, it's not my particular favourite but it's up there because we played well we were dominant and obviously we, we put five past five past Nuts County and it was that's what you want to do you want to go and stuff your, your rivals don't you the other one for me I think has to be either Notts County where when we scored in the last minute um, to get a draw you know the day where we went through all the seasons <laughs> in one afternoon the day when I missed the goal yeah, yeah when you missed the goal yeah. you mean uh, Kane Hemmings wasn't it who scored yeah. Yeah. The, the footage uh, from Dan who was the media man uh, at, at the time that he got pitch side grabbing the camera off the stands and chasing him down the um, pitch side in front of the Stags fans it's the most it's a beautiful bit of footage um, it really captures all the emotion and everything uh, the other one for me Chesterfield away first season back in the football league because it had been a while since we'd played them in a league fixture again we were probably the underdogs that day a little bit because Chesterfield that season were going for promotion I think they got promotion that season yeah. as well yeah. didn't they yeah. um, they were a good side hard to beat I think it was early was it September time we played mm. them yeah um, so you know we were still finding our feet in the football league a little bit under Coxie um, we'd had a few bad results and we needed to pull it together and we changed tactics uh, we defended really really well Alan Marriott had an absolute Stormer in goal, and then obviously at the far end, Calvin Andrew pops up his only goal for the club, bang header, sprints back down to the other end to celebrate in front of the Stags fans. And then at the end of the game, my favourite ever gift was uh, created, uh, which was of course Jamie Maguire giving it at the beginning in front of the Stags fans. Absolutely glorious, glorious footage. For those of you listening to the audio version of this podcast, if you remember back to the 21st of March, you may have seen Mansfield Matters pop up on Facebook Live at some point. Uh, we're on there right now as it happens. It's quite a, a unique thing. Um, just to give you guys who are watching on the live feed a bit of an insight into uh, what we're doing on our spare Saturdays, recording some content. Uh, and if you're listening to um, the audio version of this, go back and check it out and you can see what we look like on the day when we, back in the times when probably we were allowed out to, to talk this to each other. just as proof? Is that what it is? Just as proof <laughs> that this, you know, that we, we actually did uh, make this video. So uh, here is Nathan over there, look. Afternoon. And here is, is Cam as well. Afternoon. Uh, the, ta- the time currently is uh, eight minutes past two on Saturday, the 21st of March 2020, the year of COVID 19. Normally, right now, the. Uh that the turnstiles would be open. Oh, so would, would this yeah. time on a Saturday, we, we would actually be playing Warsaw at home, and by this point, we would be debating the team line team in the group yeah. chat and oh. the fact that uh, everyone is in total agreement that Alex McDonald is the first name on the team sheet for it's, definite no, and always will be. Not it. Nathan's not happy. Nathan's never happy <laughs> that. This, this argument will go on for a long time. Uh, it will. Yeah. I would be bringing the mascots out, I think, at this point onto the pitch and letting them get involved. Um, but the point is, 
we wanted to do this podcast to, you know, as I've said numerous times, to bring back three o'clock on a Saturday, the best time of the week. So if you are watching on the 21st of March 2020, you're watching the live feed on Facebook Live, you have got less than 50 minutes to wait until the first episode of um, our brand new series, The Best Time of the Week Goes Live, um, which is all about um, what we think should happen uh, to the football season at the end. And Nathan... I know you're a fan of this episode, aren't you? The debates which happened. I'm uh, no, not. No, uh, he's not. Silly ideas, craziness, uh, some serious points in there, but um, these two definitely lose a plot. So uh, you'll see when you watch it and you'll absolutely 100% side with me. Uh, there's a video uh, going on our Facebook page at three o'clock. It's a shorter video of the full episode. The full episode, the link to the full episode will be on there uh, as well. Uh, for you to go and download and listen to. Um, thanks very much for watching on the Facebook live feed. We're going to get back to recording the podcast now. Unfortunately, you've got a bit of a wait until this one goes out. Stay safe, wash your hands. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version of this and none of that makes sense, go back and watch that Facebook live and then you'll see what what, what happens. Right, let's get back to it then. Uh, Derby days. Where should we go first? Should we go to Nottingham or should we go over the border to Chesterfield? Who have we got the best record against? Well, it's interesting that you should say that. Because, obviously, right now, uh, we are using, it's probably fair to say, uh, the website called 11v11.com, looking at the head-to-head on there, so I'm sure there'll be some factual inaccuracies at some point. Um, From what I can tell, this one looks at uh, league fixtures and what was uh, the Johnson's Paint Trophy and FA Cup. So what is now the, um, what's it called at the minute? uh, Carabao Cup and Leasing.com Trophy. Carabao and Leasing.com Trophy. Uh, So that looks at games in those competitions. Head-to-head against Chesterfield. Uh, We have won 29 games, drawn 18, but lost 30. Okay. Uh, Against Notts County, though, slightly better. Uh, Won 20. Uh, drawn 15, lost 19 in those competitions. Pride of Nottinghamshire. So who shall we start against? Shall we start against Chesterfield or shall we go uh, against Notts County? The point of it all, by the way, is to pick games which defined our seasons at that point and um, basically, you know, were were memorable ones for various different reasons. Where shall we go, uh, Cam Fulton? Chesterfield or Notts County? Where are we going? I would say Notts County purely because I'd probably say one of our best games under Adam Murray came in the 5-0 drubbing of Notts County. Happy at that, Nathan? Yes, I'm happy with that. Okay, so Notts County then. We've had some encounters with them over the years. I think one of the most pleasing things from from our aspect of Stag supporters is that we went so long going unbeaten against them. We did. Um, And it was... I do, oh, how long was it in the end? I know, obviously, last last season we did unfortunately mess that up, but uh, must been was it ten, fifteen years? Well, our last defeat uh, up to that point against Notts County uh, depends whether you want to class the league or the trophy. We'll class the league. Okay, okay. the league was the twenty ninth of August two thousand and five, when Notts County won three two. Uh, at the Warm Core Stadium, as was Field Mill back then. Uh, the last statistical time was in the uh, Johnson's Paint Trophy, which is, of course, now the uh, Leasing.com Trophy. All these bloody trophies, not as good as the COVID, COVID Cup, uh, where they beat us on the 1st of September 2015, 3-1 at the Warm Core Stadium. But if we go in league games, uh, that's a good, what, 15 years unbeaten against them. Yeah, yeah. So, and um, it wasn't just the fact that we were unbeaten. I think... 
if we uh, added the goals together as well, it was some aggregate score as well. With that, basically with the five nil, obviously upping that quite a lot. But there's a three one in there and uh, a two nil. Some really really good standout performances. It was uh, it was a nice time to, especially with the off off field problems. Obviously, we don't wish that on uh, you know too many problems on, on clubs, not to the very extent, but. The old Alan Hardy thing just made it all a little bit sweeter. <laughs> uh, let's go back to that 5-0 uh, drubbing over Knox County then, uh, which was, of course, on the 16th of April 2016, one o'clock kickoff at the One Course Stadium. Um, can you remember who scored, Nathan Edge? Who got the goals? Um, no, I, 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 I want to say... Um, Greeny got one. Was he still playing for that? I'm, yes, I'm, yes. Yeah. his second spell, yeah. Greeny got one or two, did he? Um, but past that, I, uh, I'm going to be struggling. Uh, yeah, Matt Green got two. Adam Chapman got one. Reggie Lamb and Mitchell Rose got the other, of course. Mitchell Rose. Uh, sure. Now, that's not County, isn't he? So. Yep. Uh, what a game that was. Well, look at that, that squad as well. Why do you think that defined our season, Cam? Because it wasn't... Uh, obviously, under the tenure of uh, Adam Murray as manager, we didn't really do anything. We weren't really going anywhere, but it... it it gave us a sense of, of what could be. Yeah, and going actually going forward, we a lot of that well, a lot of that team are actually well. Uh, there's quite a few that have gone on to do obviously got higher divisions. You got Mighty Blair's gone up to Doncaster. Doncaster, yeah. Doncaster Ryan Tafazoli's at Hull. Uh, obviously, Mal Benning's still with us. Uh, Scott Shearer, I believe, he's at. Oxford. Yeah, he went coach to number Oxford. two, didn't he? Number yeah. two coach, yeah. Uh, obviously, Mal's still here. Um, um, Scraping the bow with the rest, probably. Yeah, pretty much. But I always remember that day because Adam Chapman scored an absolute belt of free kick uh, right at on the... Probably the last time we scored a free kick, to be honest. <laughs> probably was. Yeah, yeah, possibly. But it was just... Just the whole day was brilliant and... I can actually remember this day for another reason. My mum actually used... At this point, my mum was still coming to every game, and I think it was the only game she missed all season. Oh, that's, imagine missing oh, that. That is I mean, I missed it because I was working that yeah. day, but <laughs> it's horrible, absolutely yeah. horrible. And then I think there's another one I'd probably say is a decent one. Uh, beat Notts County 3-1. It might have been September 2017. He's pretending like he doesn't know. I'm gonna, um, he can see the, yeah, he can see the screen. Tr- no, I'm to think Don't try and fob people off like, you tr- that yeah, you, like, from memory. like you're pulling it out of your memory. You're Shocking. looking at the bloody screen, man. No, it's not that one. There was a different, different one. It was the, when, it, when Greeny came on after 30-something seconds in the second half and he popped up and scored. We'll have to try and find that one. Yeah, this, yeah. this one, which you're referring to. <clears throat> oh, this one uh, I'm looking at now. September 2017, Danny Rose got two, an own goal from Richard Duffy, uh, and then they scored in the last minute uh, through Carl Dickinson to deny as a clean sheet. Um, likes of Conrad Logan, uh, Christian Pierce, uh, Alex McDonald, and Danny Rose uh, still with us from that game. Bobby Olesnik, CJ Hamilton, uh, and of course, our favourite, the podcast favourite. Amari was on the bench as oh, well. On the bench. Yeah, did he get no. a minute? No. No. Yeah, he did. Nice oh, no, he yeah, came on. He actually came oh, on for Alfie Potter after yeah. half an So this is actually a, a game for him could have better. been his last appearance. Who knows? It probably was. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's probably certainly the longest he's played in a Mansfield shirt in a league fixture. So there you go. Uh, what game were you referring to then, Cam? Oh, what are you thinking of? It might of? have been the... 
October 2016, maybe. Uh, so Matt Green came on in the 54th minute for Danny Rose. 30 seconds later, uh, a ball from Mal Benning, headed down by Patrick Huben. Pat Huben. Pat yeah, Huben. Uh, and Rose smashed it in. I say smashed it in, fluked it, came off the defender and went in. Um, they equalised... Um, through Alex Rodman late on, and then a Matt Green penalty. Uh, I think it was Oscar Goburn was doing a bit of juggling, and Oscar he just Goburn. lost it. Names. Um, Mal Benning cuts in in front of the defender, and the defender just takes him out. Penalty, last minute, roof absolutely lifted off the one call stadium, and then, um, and then the third goal was just another brilliant one. Uh, Chris Clements has it at the back, flicks it up, hoofs it forward. Um, Darius Henderson gets on the end of it, heads it forward a little bit further forward, sets himself left footed bottom corner, and the just the roof came off. It went absolutely ballistic. It was brilliant. There's um there's there's two games for me um through against Notts County that uh stick out for me uh, and both for personal reasons um and one of one of the one of which you probably won't even know this so but but first before i get to that one the first one is the five nilla which obviously we've already discussed but um that day we actually did a, a there was another charity walk that we did for guide dogs that was our second so we did a chesterfield one away where sir calvin got that one goal which was a big one uh but then that was our second one which we actually we the john radford and a couple of other directors gave us um well, basically took uh, some, some myself and some other supporters to Nottingham on a minibus in the morning, got up at, what, half five, gave us a lift there, so massive credit to them for doing that. Didn't have to do it, but they did. Uh, and then uh, we did the same that we did to Chesterfield. We walked to the ground, and obviously it was topped off by a 5-0 win. So that one was special in itself, but the, the other one is the 2-0 win um, away on a, was that the Friday night one? I think it was. Oh yeah, um, when, when Jensen made—is that when Jensen made his debut? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. That, I remember that game. That game for me. So again, you guys probably won't even know this, but that was my first game when I went back after losing my sight. So I'd stayed away from the from 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 football for a while because it just—it was very weird. I didn't feel like I belonged. But there was when that fixture came about and the opportunity was there to go to a Notts County away game. I, I, it was the first game I went back. Because I, I, to be honest, I was planning on never going back. Cause it just didn't, something didn't feel right. But then it didn't feel right not being there. Uh, but that was a day when I went there. Obviously, we pulled off that performance and and that win, which literally brought all the magic back into the game for me. And ever since then, I've never, well, never stopped going again. So that was it. That was, for me brought brought football back into my life. So that will always be uh, one of my memories. I never want to get emotional on this podcast, <laughs> but um, I feel like I've got to because I'm glad you went to that game. Uh, because if you'd have not gone to that game, I don't think you'd have have had the um, uh, the push and the drive to come and join the radio station in Sutton. We probably wouldn't have met as much and become friends, and then this podcast wouldn't have happened either. So I'm glad, I'm very glad you went to that game. And yeah, it, what a game to reintroduce yourself to. Well, that's as well. it. The way it all went, every, everything about it, um, pretty much just sealed it for me. I think. Um, I think the way it, the atmosphere was that day, uh, and obviously the performance that they put in. It just made me realise that one, what I was missing, uh, and two, that actually, yeah, I do belong. Even though I can't see what's happening on the pitch, I still belong. Following the, the football club that I have for years, so uh, it was it was special in in so many different ways for me. 
you will always belong, my friend. You will always belong. Uh, I'm going to go down on a tangent because I feel like it's too good of an opportunity to miss. Really, we'll come back to the Derby days and you know the the, the days which made a difference. But I think the whole point of the episode which we <coughs> wanted to record when we had that conversation in, in the car and ended up coming back here after recording two other podcasts was about you know games which mattered and moments which mattered. And one thing never occurred to me. It's about you know personal moments which matter to us and games which mean a lot to us as individuals does that make sense yeah Uh, you've mentioned the uh, Notts County one uh, there Nath about you know the first game you went back to what other games are in there for for whatever reason which which stick out for you doesn't matter if they're against Notts County or Chesterfield what other games are in there which made you feel like uh, that feeling of this is home, this is why football runs in my blood. There's there's there's, there's two of us for me. One is uh, it actually is one of the rival games, and that's Chesterfield, Chesterfield away. The first the, the, the Sir Calvin Andrew one, uh, and that's because I was on on um, training with Hudson First Guide Dog. So, and I got special permission to leave that one, obviously for the walk. So again, that that was special in its own and the way again the the fact that we won that game was probably written in the stars for it to be that way um, but another game it has to be the sort of Hereford away and Wrexham at home winning season because actually they those goals are the physically the last sort of visual memories I actually have of games as well so it's, again it's all again it's quite personal but those things I'll probably never forget and uh, it's sort of I don't know. It's hard to explain, but that—that's what football has, has, has given me, really. Uh, well, without football, none of us would have met. And uh, I hate football sometimes. Shut <laughs> up, you. <laughs> um, the reason, that, well, the, for those that don't know, the reason we all know each other is through football and a place called Takeover Radio. And uh, if you didn't know, Craig used to do commentary uh, through Mansfield Matters for them. Do not get that f- clip on your phone. Screen! Ah, it's brilliant. Um, or the uh, the Cambridge rant, the 4-0 drubbing. Now, that is one of my favourites, to be fair. That's that is it. quality. Insert clip here. Insert clip here. I'm going to have to now, aren't I? Yes, you are. But defensively, it's not looked too great either. And it's uh, Cambridge who have themselves a uh, throw on that far side. It's longing towards the O. Not down with three shots! 4-0! Fantastic finish, it has to be said, from the number 16, Ross Jarvis. But Mansfield did deal with it, it was a long throw, that's Mansfield's Mansfield's speciality. The flick on was good, didn't didn't block anything inside the box. There was four Cambridge shirts inside the box, and it was slammed home well. 4-0, game over, Mansfield time, get your coats, get back on the team bus, and come back when you've grown some. 4-0 4-0 Cambridge lead, and this is embarrassing to watch. Yeah, I mean, what, what more can I add to that, really, Craig? You've summed it up better than I could, for, for, without a doubt. I mean, it's, it's a shambles of performances. So that's the reason that we, we know each other, and if it wasn't for listening to Craig on the radio, I would have never dropped him a message saying, would I be able to come to the station? Without that place, I wouldn't have met Nathan, and this whole podcasting would never have taken off and never, never been born. And yeah, now yeah. what we've done, yeah. you ever regret saying yes to something? Yeah, that's <laughs> a feeling right now. I can remember that you was it you you pair had got the idea already. 
and I think it was like Alfa in a way two, three three years ago. Uh, yeah, we'll come on to that. We might as well actually. Was that yeah. a six the three one? Because that was a good game. Uh, no, no, it was pre-season friendly. Oh, pre-season uh, under yeah. Dave. Under Dave. Well, no, it wasn't. It was under oh, Steve, no, Steve actually. Yeah, earlier than that. Aye, aye, laddie. Mm. Um, and it was just a. We, we, we've got this idea. Do you want to do it? I was like, yeah, sure. And uh, look where we've come since, and with the the stuff that we've done. Again, did you ever regret saying something? <laughs> what went through our minds? I know, honestly, I know. madness. I mean, you two could have done this on your own and not invited me, but I know we try. Yeah, damn. We tried to get rid of you. God damn it. We, we love you, really. No, no. We do get emotional, but yeah, get on, um, I get on with him. He's alright. But yeah, so that from small doses. So from that Alfred game, this this is what spanned into this, but also. Uh, you could probably say Alfred is a local derby and the games that we've had with them over the years have been just as Im- impressive and goal-filled. I suppose we shall come on to those uh, yeah. as the, the afternoon goes on, but whilst we're on that subject of games which defined, uh, there's a couple for me. I can't remember who it was against. Um, naturally, being a, a wild-haired ginger child with Deirdre Barlow-like glasses, I was a target for bullies at school. Um, and I'll be honest, I actually hated football when I was growing up. Uh, was never a fan of it. Um, didn't really see the point. I just couldn't get into it. I was more into um, music and I don't know whatever I was interested in. Books, really, I guess. Um, you can always escape with a good book, and I said book. Um, obviously, I got bullied at school a bit, and to try and take my mind off it, um, my dad and my brother said, right, let's take him to, to football. Now, my brother, if, I'm sure you'll know him, and I have to stress, he's my half-brother, um, the ages are very different we're very different people you will know him that clip in the kebab shop on that does the rounds every now and again on social media that's him they decided to take me to a football match now my brother at the time as I'm sure you'll know uh, was a Derby fan one of his many clubs so had more clubs than Tiger Woods um, <laughs> but they weren't playing and my parents weren't happy to let me go there but Stags were playing Stags were at home I went there I can't remember who we were playing but I always remember um and this is why he's one of my favourite players. Kevin Pilkington having an absolute storm in that game. He was pulling off save after save after save. And most people would look at outfield players, wouldn't they? You know, those who scored the goals and, uh, you know, those who made a great pass and stuff like that. But for me, no, I liked Pilkington because he was the hero. He was the one throwing himself about in anger and keeping everything at bay. And I wanted to be him. And from that point, I sort of fell in love with football a little bit and wanted to go and play it. And I found a group of mates who, you know, weren't, as bullies as such and we played football I always chucked myself around in goal and then I remember being asked about um, who I wanted on the back of my stag shirt I wanted a goalie top but back in them days they didn't do them so I was told no I had to pick an outfield player uh, next game ball comes to Neil McKenzie from about 40 yards bang top corner straight away him that's why my Twitter handle is 14 my Instagram handle is 14 and that's why it's a lucky number because Neil McKenzie 14 one day we are going to get him on this podcast I'm sure he's got lots of stories as well I remember uh, listening to some other podcasts as well um you know where this story is about him I'm sure he's got many funny stories so that would be great content anyway off the point um, so that was a, a game for me uh, remembering those sort of games uh, another one would have been Portsmouth at home a couple of seasons ago uh, Steve Evans was manager Ben Whiteman was in on loan so I'm sure one of you will tell me this season in a minute I'd three footballers Cam's mentioned I'd commentated and things like that I've got many great memories of stuff like that and I'm sure you don't want to hear them so we're not going to make a podcast on that with all the old clips Cam's bang up for that by the way I can see insert him nodding away here. no definitely do be. not insert clips here <laughs> um, 
you know, I managed to find a relationship and a family through through doing that. And then obviously, for whatever reason, through depression, if I'm being completely honest, um, that changed and, and that came to an end. And then all of a sudden, I found myself working as an audio producer uh, at a local radio station and couldn't go to the games anymore. I was still able to listen um, and, you know, get things on air, but it's never the same as going. But in that state, when you have that battle with mental health, you never think you're going to be able to get back. And then all of a sudden I was handed the opportunity to go back for that Portsmouth game. So we were chasing the playoffs and they were up there. I think they were top of the league at the time. Um, and I just remember walking through the one course stadium, feeling the atmosphere, feeling the buzz. And I said to myself, two minutes in after walking through the gates, I am not going back to that studio. I am staying here and, and never missing a game again. I've not missed a game since that that game. Yet. COVID-19 will play a part in that because I guarantee we'll end up with some games in June when I've booked on holiday and I've already <laughs> spent the money and it's non-refundable. Um, so there you go. Um, I mean, this season you're not going to be missing much. I'm definitely honest. not missing much, no. but again, the 100% record would have been nice to keep, but that was a, a, definitely a game for me. Uh, let's move it back to the Derby days. Um, we spoke about Notts County. Let's move to, to Chesterfield. One of my favourite memories of Chesterfield has to be, Nathan, um, we're the only two that can really speak of this because I don't even think... When, what year were you born? 99. 99. So you were you were just a little toddler in 2003. Yeah, Mansfield Town dragged up from what was the old Division 3, now League 2, into what is now League 1. We're fighting against relegation. Keith Curl is the uh, man in charge as we go to Saltergate for a game on the 18th of January 2003. My birthday. I wasn't there because I'm... Uh, I'd had a birthday party booked for me and wasn't really going to away games at that time. But I insisted on listening to the game uh, before I went to my birthday party. Up pops Liam Lawrence in the 90th minute to rip his shirt off and wheel it around his head as the Stags win 2-1 against the odds. What a day, Nathan Edge. What a game. It was just unbelievable, wasn't it? The whole memory of it just brings gives me goosebumps every single time. Um even even though it was you know basically ancient history now isn't it it was that long ago but um that the whole way that the game the game panned out and like like I said the the the, the Shane Bradley incident obviously getting sent off just you know being transferred to them I think it was in exchange for Tom Curtis wasn't it something along those lines um and and to just go and win it the way we did when again underdogs in the match um they were doing pretty pretty well in, in, in the league at the time and like I said we was in a relegation battle unfortunately it wasn't enough for us to, to for safety uh, come the end of the season but it was just one of them out of anything in the season that league that, that, that year although we went down there's so many things to actually pick out from that season but that is the absolute standout moment I remember that game being released on VHS oh, yes Curls Heroes has anybody still got that? If any, if anybody, if they do, we need to get a copy yeah. and, and get it digitised or whatever. But right. whatever you do with it these days, if somebody has got a copy of Curls Heroes, I used to have one on video, but obviously I've moved house a couple of times since then and, and long since lost it, and I don't have a VHS player anymore. Um, if anybody has got a copy of that, either on DVD or whatever, that we can get transferred digitally, I think this would be an awesome idea. Us three or us four, if Simon can come and join us, watching that game back doing commentary on it, on that game, as a live feed. What do you think? It could be very interesting. It would, so that would be an interesting reaction, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I agree. That'd at be, that be, point, be... I would have been four years old at that point. 
there you go. I, so I wasn't even, fo- I was vaguely following football, just watching it on the telly religiously, but not, I, I was a Mansfield fan, but I hadn't been to like many games. If anybody has got a copy of that, please get in touch and let us know. We'd love to see, even if it's just the highlights or something, uh, that we can do an extended sort of commentary on. Let's do it, let's make that happen. Um, let's talk um, about Chesterfield in more recent years. I hope they're enjoying the conference. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously... The games against Chesterfield, especially in recent seasons, have been very much season-defining, haven't they, Nath? We're talking in particular about um, the victory uh, over them where Sir Mal Benning, where Mal Benning became Sir Mal Benning. Yes, I mean, uh, Cam, Cam obviously talked about it at the top of the, top of the show, but um, what scenes we all had, the fact that we took such a great you know, uh, crowd with us, made that a bit extra special, um, especially as they always, um, you know, they always remind us about, not long before I was born anyway, about when they came to the the ground and filled up free end and stuff like that. And obviously we didn't have it to that extent against them this time, but the whole way it all panned out by pretty much putting that final nail in their coffin, you couldn't actually get much better because you're over your rivals, really. And to put them where we've been, we know how bad it is down there, and they, when we went there, they didn't, you know, show any any shyness of uh, rubbing it in um, and saying we'll never play them again. All that sort of stuff. We we had all of that. We had to suffer it for years, and then you know, that, that that also popular saying, "What goes around comes around." Well, it came around and it came around in style. And it was more important for another reason because that season we were doing relatively all right until Steve decided to go to China. Not to get coronavirus, because he swerved it and went to Peterborough instead, didn't he? Maybe he knew. Maybe he did know. Maybe he was insightful. Maybe uh, Paul Rayner had told him. Um, and obviously, David Flickcroft came in to be the Stags manager and got off to a woeful start. But this perhaps changed this game in particular, the, the 1-0 win at Chesterfield uh, in April 2018, perhaps changed uh, the shape of where Mansfield were, were going to go and, and how David Flickcroft's time as manager was going to play out, Nathan? It, yeah, I mean, it probably saved his job, you could argue, couldn't you? Um, Even at such an early stage, absolutely. Yeah, uh, just the way things were, uh, obviously come the end of the season, it was still a good to the end of the season, but that was probably something that, Certainly, whether it saved his job or, or it certainly brought some fans onto his side at the very least. So, uh, you know that that was key, and that that I think it made such a big difference, probably to how we bounced into the next season as well. Where you know, for a lot of season, first half season was was very good. So, you know, it it had so many it had meanings in different levels, really. It certainly did. Cam, what do you remember about uh, that time when David Flickcroft just taken over as uh, Mansfield Town Manager and, and how this game affected the course of going forward? Uh, I think it gave us a sense of belief. I think it gave us the, the platform to go forward that season. It did. Uh, well, it steadied the ship for a start and unfortunately we couldn't maintain our place in the playoffs at the time, but it was it it gave us a sense of actually like what we can actually achieve next season with a couple of additions because it wasn't the prettiest game and it never was going to be but we more than outplayed chesterfield for the full 90 and um well, the players that were playing at that point other than uh Xander Diamond 
Alfie Potter and Kane Hemmings, everybody else, uh, stayed and were pretty much vital into what we did last season, uh, into the following season. It's such a key game, that, isn't it? And I think had Mal Benny not scored that goal when he did, we we maybe could have uh, could have thrown that away and maybe could have been on the other end of that. But in terms of how that changed the fortunes of Mansfield, that's definitely got to be up there. 100% got to be up there. I, I put it in my top three. You put it in your top three of what? Top three of Derby, Derby, David, Derby, Derby, Derby days, victories. Yeah. Wow. I think that just puts it in the top three of my games ever, to be honest. Really? That broad? Yeah. Because okay. not a bad shout. Yeah, because how many years? Write that down. That's another podcast episode. Content galore. <laughs> um, we <laughs> over gonna the... be here all day. Yeah, we are. We're not. I am kicking you out after this one. Thank well, hey, we will come together another day. Um, but well, my time while watching Stags, we've not had many great days. We've uh, what I've seen is lose to Middlesbrough in the FA Cup. I was a mascot for the Liverpool game. That was great, but we lost. I've seen us get relegated. I've seen us get promoted. I've seen us at Wembley. And we've we've either lost... Uh, well, we've lost most of them. I think the only decent game there is actually winning promotion again. We lost everything else. So I've not... Well, all the big games that you think, oh, it was a great day, I, we lost. So it's not. I'm not going not gonna to remember it as much. But this sort of game... Brilliant! Cause it was the first time I'd been to Chesterfield as a Stags fan to watch a game. Um, I think it was only the second or third game in total that I'd ever been to Chesterfield-wise because I didn't go to the the Calvin Andrew game. Um, Sir Calvin, Sir Calvin, Sir Calvin Andrew, yeah. yeah, get it right, yeah, please. Sir Cal- Jesus oh, Christ, Cam, you got one job, I'm man. Sorry, I do apologise. Um, but uh, I'd only ever been to a. Uh, checkered trade whatever it was called back then JPT I think it was back then but other than that I'd never not been to another game the, the thing is about football you look back so we, we're we're talking about so, so myself and Craig probably looking at the past 20 years yourself can past 10 years and actually 10 stretching it well you know what I mean you, you look at it 15 you, thank you <laughs> you look at it and we actually haven't had that much success but it we've still got all these different things to talk about there's still all these memories and some of them aren't even we didn't even come out the right end of the result you know but they're still games that we're going to remember uh, forever and that's what is so beautiful about the game isn't it is it not the Liverpool game we lost but we'll never forget it and what a day it was the uh, Newcastle away you, you probably remember Craig if, absolutely uh, yeah, yeah. that, that goes Barker, down in, yeah. in history uh, there's just there's so many more you can add to the list but that's what football is we, although we've not had success um, you know we've only, in that time we've had what for, for us Craig we've had two promotions basically and we've had yeah. two failed playoff or three failed playoff pushes in my time watching the Stags uh, I've seen them promoted twice uh, from League 2 and uh, and from the conference, relegated uh, twice. twice. Uh, I've seen us reach the playoffs twice, and I've seen us reach the FA True playoffs uh, three times. I think. Play- yes, playoffs three times actually. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Keith Curl, David Flickcroft, and of course Paul Cox. Forgot about the one in the conference. Yep. Uh, and obviously seen us play X amount of games in the FA Cup. But as you say, in terms of actual silverware and actual success, it's actually quite minimal. So it's these games, isn't it, which you know you're able to remember. And maybe we'll have to do another podcast on games 
games in general that matter because I can list probably five off the top of my oh, head. Easy. MK Dons, Oldham, um, even going as far back as Kidderminster in, in the conference, which Braintree. we spoke about with Louis Briscoe, Braintree. <laughs> Hereford. Yeah, um, Hereford and all of those. That's definitely got to be another show for, for another day, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, let's keep talking about rivals, though, because, yes, in football, you do have your out-and-out rivals. Notts County, Chesterfield, definite out-and-out rivals. But, like coronavirus it spreads if you don't isolate yourself and um, the rivalry sometimes has, has spread a little bit further than perhaps we would have thought it because people see Lincoln as a as a rival Grimsby as a rival and we've had some cracking encounters against those two Cal yeah Link, more Lincoln than Grimsby I think it's just because they're, they're a lot closer and then um just back to the, the how heated the games have been in the past and um, how many goals have been scored. So you you look at uh, the seven three drubbing at, at Grimsby seven two whatever it was, and how much it hurt, and then having to go back there the following season and try and win, and you're just trying to improve constantly. So you're like you're trying to bet yourself constantly. But with with the Lincoln thing, it, it literally is the fact that. Every time that we've come to play them, it's always been in a big game. So when when we were in the conference, uh, in the FA Cup, they were huge games. And obviously the second leg more than the first, but um, it was still um, the game that got us the Liverpool game. And then uh, uh, back in the Football League, um, Danny Rose getting the goal um, when they came up, when Big Steve was still in charge. Fantastic away day uh, that was. And then uh, Jacob Mellis's last-minute equaliser um, last season in front of the away fans. I travelled on the train for that one. You could feel the atmosphere was building because it was the trains were just full of Mansfield and Lincoln fans. And it was just absolutely brilliant. And, and then walking back to the city centre after, you just got fans. Even though we were uh, at each other in the stands during the game, you'd still see fans walking back with each other. And it, it was just great to, to actually be a part of and just talk to different fans and they, those games against Lincoln in particular I mean Grimsby's by the by I don't, I, I'd never see why that's classed as a rivals game I don't really see the Lincoln one either I think it's perhaps you know it's not too far away I'd, and they've always been I think it's perhaps in the last 10 years or so always been around as it as far as that, I think the thing is with Lincoln is that we've kind of always followed followed each other haven't we so if they, when you know they went down to the conference and so did we so we'd, we had them for years down there and obviously come back up and so have they hopefully that continues there in League One so let's hope we can follow them uh, you know in a couple of years as well but uh, there's also been other things that have contributed to that rivalry so you think like okay when we got Steve Evans obviously they hate Steve Evans with an absolute passion uh, because, because of the Boston piece, link yeah, and things Boston like that so yeah. that added a bit more fuel to the fire then we go back into the conference David Holsworth going there <laughs> bringing up the, the the Jeremy Kyle stand that he called our quarry lane end you know, and, and the taking the likes of Adam Smith and things like that. there were so many things and obviously during that time that's when we end up playing him in the um, in the uh, FA Cup second round yeah. before the link before the Liverpool game so that added extra sort of spice to that as well so there's been other factors, and you, we could probably go back even further. That you know, other people that have been following the club even longer. I'm, I'm pretty certain there's even more history uh, when you delve right into it. So, I, that's why I think it's more of a rival. It's not just obviously the fact that it's close and it's convenient to get to, and we take a good crowd. I think there's also a little bit more that adds to it, but it still makes it a more of a friendly rival rather than 
hating each other. I think again, it, it's more of a banter-friendly, best best win on the day takes it takes the glory sort of thing. That's also, that's it. There is another one on here that it's not actually on this list because it was in the conference. Yeah, one versus eleven don't do conference games. Poor yeah, from that. So, um, you think that call them out on it? <laughs> in our uh, promotion winning season, and we'd sold out the away end, and Lincoln had barely got any fans, and yeah. You, plastic fans and all that but uh, Matt Green scoring in the last minute mm. uh, running over to the away end way ends and going absolutely mentally lifts the corner flag up and I'm, I'm, just... I am going to have to find the highlights of that because uh, and and play that for you because Super. it's a great memory keep talking I will find but it it's, it's just I know it is a little bit further away but I'll always see Lincoln as sort of like a rivalry because we've the, the games that we have had They've always been heated. They've always been dramatic. Was that playoff season or champion season? Champion season. Thank you. Um, and it was absolutely brilliant. And it was just, it was also in the, I think it was roughly in the middle of, of our um, our big run uh, that we were on, I think. 26th of Feb. Yes. We uh, had a pretty decent run against them. Yeah, we again, were because we? Uh, we, obviously we lost at Newport 2-0. And then obviously that sprung our 12 12 in a row yeah beat Cambridge then Hyde then then Luton where Lyndon Meikle scored in the last minute so yeah that was a great one so every game that we've had against Lincoln has been dramatic some way or another and there's always been something that will um, add that little bit of extra to it which is brilliant we're going to insert the audio highlights from that game in this podcast now for you and we're going to listen to them Stags again unchanged from that win at Luton on Saturday so it's Alan Marriott in goal a back four right to left of Lee Beavers Luke Jones John Dempster and James Jennings a defensive midfield two of Adam Murray and, and uh, Chris Clements an attacking midfield three of Louis Briscoe uh, Lee Stevenson and junior Daniel with Matt Green through the middle. On the bench for the sack tonight, Richie Sutton, Lyndon Meikle, Nick Wright, Matt Reed and Ben Hutchinson. But headed away by Luke Jones. Should be picked up by Nathan Farner in the Lincoln midfield. It is. Beavers has been beaten and for Farner has all of a sudden found himself with space on this near side. Knocks the ball inside. There might be an opportunity for Paul to go on and it's not far wide of the Stags goal. A good start from Lincoln City. Could attack down this near side with four minutes on the clock. Nathan Farner and the number 16 Nicky Nicolou uh, interchanging down this near near left hand side Lincoln come away but Beavers stops the Lincoln man in his tracks now it's Briscoe delivers a looping crossing towards the middle stabbed away it might still run for Green still up everywhere in the box Stags need to get it back down Briscoe on this right hand side powering forward low driven cross might still run for Stevenson poked away by a panicking Lincoln defence Luke Jones step up, steps up to try and win possession can't do so as Lincoln stab it through the middle again but Alan Marriott there at the other end to collect a feisty start with 23 minutes on the clock It'll be a left footed delivery in a minute or so. Now does step up delivery. Good ball in towards the mix as well. Delightful header from Green. Glanced and it was uh, deflected off the line. And it will be Stags who pick it up again through Briscoe. Swept in towards the centre of the park for Clemens. Wide it goes for Jennings again with space on the edge of the box. This is fluent. Jennings, left foot delivery towards the mix. Bay Pokes had a great save by Foreman. And pushed behind for another Stags corner. That was by far Mansfield's best attack of the game. It was a swinging cross from uh, James Jennings after Chris Clements' pass. And I think it was uh, Luke Jones 
front at the back post who saw a dominant header save as Lincoln try and come forward with uh, the number 12 Jake Sheridan cutting past Junior Daniel but Murray there to block off Murray and uh, uh, Murray and Stevenson look back in each other's way and Lincoln are inside the box a follower wider the stacked mark Adam Murray and Lee Stevenson going face to face here both furious that they got in each other's way Stevenson says what the hell can I do I'm trying to get back and defend you got in my way it's not my fault deal with it Lincoln now had four players inside the box and somehow from eight yards didn't find the target Marriott incidentally didn't even attempt to dive as for Farmer drove an effort wide Stags there we're really, really looking. Stags are again without one at the back and charging down the right-hand side at the moment is the Lincoln man. Driven crossing towards the middle, stabbed away by Dempsey, but not far enough, three shots! And it's wide of the target again from Alan Power on the edge of the box. Mansfield Town, take a big, big look at yourselves. 15 to go before the break, all over the place. And uh, it's, it's defending, which I can only compare to the back four at Matlock in the FA Trophy back in late November which had more holes than a broken sieve. The Stags really aren't on their game tonight in the back four, and they've had nobody taking control of it in the midfield. Lincoln City, they look like the title and playoff chasers. Stags look like the relegation doom side, but here's Briscoe looking to prove me wrong. A bit of a poor flick from the Lincoln man. Junior Daniel inside the Lincoln box scores, but it's ruled out. It's ruled out, the flag's already up for a foul made by Junior Daniel, and Junior Daniel will appeal, appeal heavily because he clearly feels he made no foul whatsoever. John Dempster there to prod away to the sound of the half-time whistle. At half-time, it's Lincoln City nil, Mansfield Town nil. The Stags holding on at the back, to be honest. It's Jennings with a free kick, Reed with a header, in towards Green, might still run free, shot! Is he gonna go in? No, Farman's gonna pluck it out of the air. Paul Farman, take your hat off, give him a big bow because he's been excellent for Lincoln City tonight. Three saves I can think of, that one there once again from uh, John Dempster's attempted, uh, attempted effort. Daniel looking to get goal side. Might fall for Chris Clements, can't get his shot away, and he can't keep the ball either. Tries to come down this near side, gets a pass to Jennings, needs to find a cross, clipped in, looking for Meikle, nods it down. Will it fall for Matt Green? Yes! Matt Fiddle Senior linked on, and it's Matt Green who steals the points. The Stakes fans go wild, and the Lincoln City fans in front of the Strauss. Lincoln City, to be fair, have been absolutely outstanding in front of goal. The Stakes have been woeful, but in the first of five editions, minutes, Matt Green strokes home his 16th goal of the season to make it Lincoln nil, Mansfield Town won right to the death and Stags don't deserve that whatsoever but boy will they take, will they take it, Jones will head away and there's the full time whistle, Stags have snatched a victory into the first minute of what turned out to be seven played at the end of this game Lincoln City head off dejected and rightly so because to be absolutely fair to the Imps today they have been fantastic it's just the fact that they couldn't put their chances away Lincoln nil Stags won why did Nathan Edge at that point when Matt Green put the ball in the back of the net stand up and cheer and why on earth did Cam Felton do laps around my house with his shirt off whipping it round in the air are we missing football that much yeah definitely but that's the thing, you, you look back at them games and they are, what 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 came at the end of them was brilliant. And the amount of games that we won in the last minute in that season was ridiculous. Uh, but it, it showed um, showed true champions because you, when you're on a run, you're on a run. You, you find a way to grind out games and we did it so many times that season. Um, after... After the Liverpool game, did we what? What lose three? After that Liverpool game, yeah, it was we lost three. Lost three games. Kidderminster, Newport, 
Wrexham, and that was it. I believe. Brain tree. Oh, brain tree. Yeah. Four games. Four then. games. So it was an absolutely unbelievable run, and um, it's just crazy how one one thing like the FA Cup can spark such a season and such scenes like that. Because had we not been on that run, we probably wouldn't have sold out that Lincoln away end at no. the time. We were, we it had been just a normal everyday game. It'd just be All right, we'll just take a couple hundred. No, there were thousands there, and it was brilliant. Fantastic. What great times as well. And I guess in more recent years as well, Nath, going to the other rival in inverted commas in Grimsby, um, we've seen some good results against them. It's never really been a happy hunting ground for Mansfield. 7-2 on New Year's Day, you know, back in 2011 when, when we had Louis Briscoe on the other week, he mentioned that, didn't he, about the, yep. the goal he scored. But in more recent times, especially this season, actually, making it more relevant, Christian Pierce uh, and the goal he scored... Uh, away earlier this this season uh, when John Dempster's side were, were struggling. That gave us a little bit of hope, didn't it, as well? Yeah, it did. And you look at last year as well, Neil Bishop was it as well. Yeah. And it, even Lee Angle scored there. So that's... Uh... Saying uh, how lucky we have been. To Nathan's be fair, name. We're laughing, by the way, because we we changed ages and ages ago. We changed our names in our Facebook group chat, and we changed Nathan's to Liangol. And for, for whatever reason, mine and Cam's and Sam's have all been deleted and 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 whatever. But Nathan's has stuck, and I can't change it. Is I it, don't know why. Is it still yeah, Liangol. Still comes I don't up even when, know, I don't when even you message me. It comes up as Liangol. Yeah. Fuming. Didn't even know that was still the case, but um, but yeah, because obviously I wasn't a big fan to be honest. But uh, as you, for any regular listeners, you'll probably know that already. But um, but yeah, we we have uh, for for a long time. It was one of those where we 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 seemed to just get battered whenever we went there, which was annoying. It was like like say seven two, and it was like six. It was getting slowly better. We were getting defeated. You know, the, the the gaps, the margin between the defeats weren't as big and then eventually we managed to turn it around and now it's sort of been a happy hunting ground to be fair but um yeah I don't know why it's sort of seen as a as a as a rivalry I think it's just a got again another one of those that it's quite easy That's to get to uh, we normally get them on on New Year's Day so it's normally a decent crowd anyway for some reason I don't know why they want to send us to Cleve Forbes when it's that cold but cheers for that uh, whoever decides the fixtures but um you know it's just we, we we take a decent crowd and it's always just for some reason seems to be a bit tasty. So and again uh, that's whole Steve Evans thing. It, it sort of a lot of it started then even even more so that sort of uh, increased the, the the whole sort of ferocity in between the two teams as well. Ferocity, I love that word. Thank you. I'm not going to remember to cut to call it that because I won't be able to spell it for a start. <laughs> I have to inform you, Nathan, as well that Cam has changed your name in the group chat again. <laughs> it's Alex McDonald. I swear I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? I'm off. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> oh dear, that seems like an appropriate place to uh, bring that to an end. But before we do, today has been a uh, this podcast in particular has, has been one in which we've reminisced on some of the good times, and you know we, we started up talking about games against rivals and then we started talking about games which meant a lot to us and and I'm sure again we'll in the future talk about games which um, mean uh, meant a lot to us in terms of what they did to us in the progression in our history uh, one of them is uh, a game which uh, Cam alludes to all the time yes. 
And because I was on the website, the Mansfield Matters website, by the way, mtfcmatters.co.uk, if you ever want to find any of these commentaries from any of these clips, uh, there's a section called Back in Time. If you hover over that uh, and go to the conference years, you will find at least three seasons worth of uh, commentary from me, including, it has to be said, this. If Mansfield Town win tonight, back at the top of the Blue Square Bet Premier, and they still have a fighting chance of achieving promotion at the end of the season. Lose, I'm afraid that it is uh, certainly game over for the Stags. Can Stags put three points on the board then? I guess we're about to find out. Stags make two changes from that side, which lost at Braintree on Saturday and subsequently squandered the chance to uh, extend their lead at the top of the division and tighten their grip on the league title. Adam Chapman and Linda Meekle come in as uh, Anthony Howell and Junior Daniel uh, make their way out. Jake Spate also returns to the Stags subs bench tonight. So Stags in a 4-4-1-1 formation will line up with Alan Marriott and quarterback four right to left of Lee Beavers, Luke Jones, John Dempster and Greg Taylor. A midfield four of Louis Briscoe, Adam Murray, Adam Chapman and Lyndon Meekle with Lee Stevenson just behind Matt Green in attack. On the bench it's Richie Sutton, Anthony Howell, Matt Reed, Junior Daniel and of course Jake Spate for the foot making his first appearance in the Stags line in the Stag 16 uh, since mid-January and the ball will go out and play for a Hereford throw. Eight minutes gone, goals here at Edgar Street at Edgar Street Stags really do need a uh, really do need a goal uh, to settle their nerves and to cheer and to get those fans even louder than what they are. They're absolutely packed into that terrace away to my left. Hereford with an opportunity cut back in towards the middle. Hereford are inside the box and the shot is in! Hereford have taken an early lead! The flag stays down and the Hereford man wheels away in jubilation and it's the number 19 Ryan Bowman, the former Darlington man who scores. Hereford 1, Mansfield Town 0, not the start Stags wanted whatsoever and their game plan is already being undone. The homes fade, the fans in that far, in that terrace away to my left go quiet and Stags have got the work to do once again. Matt Green on the left hand side now for Mansfield Town, inside it goes for Chapman, Meekwell ahead of him, Stevenson there as well, Chapman bringing it forward himself, can he find a pass? Will he come square for Sutton? Will you feel this move gone now as Hereford gets players back? Why it goes for Meekle again? Can he create Lyndon Meekle on the edge of the box into a bit of a tight angle? Meekle fires the ball back towards the middle, and it in! And Mansfield have scored! The flag has stayed down, and it's one apiece! Can't quite see who scored it, but that is a vital, vital goal for Mansfield Town. And it was a headed in at the back post. I think it might have been Matt Green who nodded in actually at the far post. And on 30... Seven minutes, it's one apiece. The Stags fans away to my left go absolutely mental. But what a goal that one could prove to be. Could that turn this game around now? Headed up his there by Daniel. Not a down, it might fall for Murray. Or oh, Meikle! Meikle slides in on the keeper. But Bittner's already got the ball in his hands. And again, Stags knock on the door, but to no reply. Stags. Oh, how close are they going to come to finding a late winner? I actually think they can get it. I think it'll be dramatic. I think they'll get it, I believe. Do you believe Mansfield Town fans? If you do, start singing and back your side and draw them in as Marriott launches forward again. Reed is the target, flicked on it, might try and fall. But Green is out of the box, yes! Matt Green has won it for Mansfield Town! Yes! Come on! Mansfield at the top of the table, the fans are on the pitch, and Matt Green gets his second goal of the game! It's Hereford 1, Mansfield Town 2, and that's the goal which could win Mansfield Town the league! The Stags fans go berserk, as do the press. What a dramatic goal. I said it was come, and Matt Green has found it. Come on! Yes! Oh my goodness, Matthew Green, 
You beautiful man! Sorby takes another look at his watch. Green tries to get in. Hereford headed away. Stags need to pick this up. Murray rampages forward. And there it is! Redford on top of the division. 2-1 it is! They've come from behind. And now they're on the, on the way. Can they do it on Saturday? Can they do it? They're boys. This is the one. Come on, you Stags. Fantastic stuff. The Stags fans go absolutely wild. At the end of this game, Madley is the hero. It's finished full-time at Edgar Street. Hereford 1, Mansfield Town 2. Just listen to the noise from the Mansfield Towns fan. It's down to the final game of the season now. Wrexham are the visitors to the One Course Stadium. Mathematically, all Mansfield Town is need is a point because they go up on goal difference or goal scored, but three points would make it so. Tonight, here at Hereford, Mansfield Town needed to battle. They needed to get three points. And despite going a goal down on eight minutes, as um, Ryan Bowman gave Hereford the lead, two goals from Matt Green, one on 37 minutes, and then right at the death into the first of four additional minutes, sealed the points for the Stags. There was a pitch invasion. The emotion was clear for all to see. And that singing will go all the way home with Mansfield Town supporters tonight. And with a tear in my eye, I have to say that we need to bring this podcast to an end because I miss football so bloody much. And I'm sure you, you do as well. But listening to that and listening to the Lincoln highlights earlier on as well, just reminded me about how much of a beautiful game and, and what a thing football can do for you. It brings people together, whether it's the moments where you're absolutely rubbish um, and you're getting beaten and you're having those heated debates about them and about what direction you should, should take. Like we've done a lot on this series of the Mansfield Matters podcast before COVID-19 stepped in. Or whether it's moments like Matt Green uh, popping up at the last minute at Hereford away to basically put you in the driving seat and take you back into the Football League. Every single moment moment and every single second is golden and uh, we hope that in listening to a few of our memories today of uh, derby days especially in particular uh, that uh, you've um, enjoyed it and had something to to laugh about and to to put a smile on your face. Nathan Edge is the man who made this podcast uh, happen today by saying uh, what about this game what about that game just as we were about to get rid of him and drop him off at his door. He got back in my car and said, we're going back to yours to record another podcast. So Nathan, you've inspired another podcast to follow after this at some other point, uh, which will be talking about games in general, which had an impact on our future and which meant the most to you. Um, so uh, for the final word from yourself, if you could pick any particular moment, which in, say, the last 10 years um, stands out for a particular reason, what would it be and why? It has to be that game you just played there, the, the, the Hereford away. I think just for for everything that we have been through as a, as a football club, uh, you know, in, in the in the years leading up to that, uh, that just sealed the uh, positive forward change that was to come. You know, that sealed basically sealed our promotion. Uh, I remember you, you you said in the in the commentary about people are going to be singing all the way home. We were we had a car full and we, we certainly were singing all the way home, and uh, and and essentially that got us back into the football league and put us uh, in a in a good position going forward. Even though we've not kicked on that much further since then, we are in a much better position thanks to our owners. Um, and, and 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 like I say, that all came from that one 
single moment of magic? Games that matter? Oh, all of them. Because you know what? There's nothing worse than this whole situation. And um, although we have all have our favourites, I think the one thing that we want the most at the minute is just to go back to normal, to watch the games. And firstly, it's, uh, well, it's now five past three on the 21st of March and we should have been kicking off against uh, against Walsall right now. Uh, it's a blessing and in disguise though, guys, because yeah, we're, we're, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're 2-0 down by now. Yeah, we've, we've got, got some... Full faith. Yeah, we're, and we've got some great content out of today, but it's it's not the same and it's great to have all these different memories that you can look back on, but it's not the same as being at the One Call Stadium right now. Every game will be important when, when the season returns, so let's just uh, stick it out and then... Bring on the season when it comes back. And bring on that mini tournament as well. They're the words of Cam Felton. Nathan Edge has been with us on this podcast as well. And what Cam said there actually uh, had some sense about it, to be fair, and good on him. Um, It is in times like this where memories matter most. Because when you have something taken away from you, when situations like this, football is absolutely nothing compared to the situation we find ourselves in with COVID-19 and the real threat it poses to society with job losses and uh, worries over money and things like that. It's important for people's mental health to reflect on memories and reflect on things like that. That is exactly why we wanted to do this podcast. That is exactly why we wanted to to battle uh, against COVID-19 and bring you as much content as we can. We've recorded at least three podcasts today, which have gone out over the last four weeks. So I hope you've enjoyed it. It's six minutes past three now, which means the first episode has just gone out. I hope you've been enjoying it uh, so far. There's plenty more to come. We will keep battling on. Get involved if you wish to do so on Facebook and on Twitter. We are at MTFC Matters. You can find me, Cam and Nathan, on there as well. We're always happy to have conversations with Stags fans. Let us know which games mean the most for you. Let us know which moments mean the most for you. Because it's moments and memories which matter. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. We'll see you at the same time next week. What time is that? The best time of the week, 3pm. It's time for the final whistle. I was lost in Nathan's words. I had the games that matter. I just completely lost my train of thought there. Edit this bit out. No! Defensively, it's not looked too great either, and it's uh, Cambridge who have themselves a uh, throw on that far side. It's longing towards the area, not down with three shots! Bonnell! Fantastic finish, it has to be said, from the yeah. number 16, Ross Jarvis. But Mansfield did deal with it, it was a long throw, that's Mansfield's Mansfield speciality. The flick on was good, didn't, it didn't block anything inside the box. Yeah. There was four Cambridge shirts inside the box. And it was slammed home well. 4 0, game over. Mansfield Town, get your coach, get back on the team bus, and come back when you've grown some. 
4-0 Cambridge lead and this is embarrassing to watch. Yes, I mean, what, what more can I add to that really, Craig? You've summed it up better than I could, for, for, without a doubt. I mean, it's, it's a shambles of performance. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.